Friendship in all its complexities can often be a relationship between people that is full of layers. For better or for worse, the more we think we know one another, the further our perception of them deepens. In today's episode, I review a film where the true colors of a wealthy friend group comes out in a brutally violent fashion. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews in all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Now, you might, our, our, our longtime perceptive listeners might notice that my voice sounds a little different, and that's because I'm kind of feeling un- under the weather. I can't even speak correctly. That's how under the weather I am. And before you say it, no, it's it's not what you think it is. I tested it and it's came out negative. What a question mark. Probably should get new tests if it has a question mark. Didn't even know you could do that. But in any case, I'm feeling good. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing back from it. I, I, I honestly have been around loved ones and for like a week or two. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. They're totally chill. And my body is not chill. But in any case, I just came back from a long trip over in Seattle. And I had a ball even though it was more primarily there for work. But um, I just had a lot of fun. I, I was able to catch up with one of my uh, longtime friends, and uh, we were able to just, you know, check around the city. And, man, Seattle, to all my Washington and Seattle listeners, y'all, Seattle is such a beautiful city. I would definitely go back. Um, not in the pretense necessarily of that's my cue. I've always thought, just a little side tangent, what a, a live show of this would even look like. It doesn't even sound any fun. But if I had Kate with me, I think that would be hilarious. But yeah, spent some time in Seattle. Uh, just in great timing, too, because I dodged what seemed like the worst heat wave here in California. And when I came back, boy, howdy, did my uh, plants did not like that because, uh, man, I have like some resilient. I'm like. I don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of a a plant zaddy with a capital Z. When I came back, my little babies, uh, they were definitely in need of some water because, yeah, I thought as resilient as I thought they were going to be, they're just looking worse for wear. So uh, I felt absolutely horrible, and what a what a way to kick off the week, you know. Uh, but in any case. The Emmys just happened, and y'all, you know in this show we talk about the latest things in all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. You heard the the whole spiel, and I gotta say, the winners kind of makes me, um, you know, interested to check out some of their shows because, uh, let's kind of go over it real quick before we dive into today's review. Also, we're gonna stick to the new format if you listen to last week's episode, so Stay tuned to that at the last half of the episode as well. But yeah, okay, outstanding drama series. We have Succession, and it beat out a bunch of shows that I thought was going to take it, like Ozark, Euphoria, Better Call Saul, Stranger Things surprisingly was on here as well, Squid Game, and also Severance. 
all the most of these shows I've even covered on TMQ as well. So I haven't even like thought of giving Succession a chance, but I know uh, that was something that my parents were really into. So I, I, I got to give that one a go. As for outstanding comedy series, there's a lot of good contenders as well. I would say that Ted Lasso, I'm not surprised because it is kind of a crowd favorite with a lot of people. Uh, I, I did start like halfway through season one. Kind of wasn't really my thing on Apple TV Plus, but probably should just check it out and, you know, see it the whole way through. But yeah, shout outs to Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game for winning lead actor in a drama series. That is phenomenal. And that is groundbreaking as well for, you know, uh, uh, non-American actors to just also enter the field and be recognized uh, by, you know, uh, the Emmys. That's that's fantastic. And especially when you have, um, you know, long-time recurring nominees like Bob Odenkirk, Jason Bateman in the mix as well. Uh, also, shout-out to Zendaya as well. It's not I'm, I'm shouting them out as if they're listening to it, but I don't think Zendaya listens to TMQ. And if she does, shout me out. Let's grow the show. But uh, yeah, Zendaya, I also was not surprised that she was going to win because if you saw clips from the last season of Euphoria, it definitely proves why she is a powerhouse in acting at such a young age. And I am excited to see where she goes from there. But yeah, we have a bunch of other winners like Gene Smart and Hacks for uh, lead actress in comedy series. Gene Smart is so funny. I know this is not the currently segment right now, but I'm just also binging through Hatch, uh, like Hacks on uh, HBO Max. Fantastic comedy. Um, Jason Sudeikis. Yep, yep, yep. Michael Keaton. I was even surprised with Dope Sick. Got to check that out on Hulu as well. And Cheryl Lee Ralph on Abbott Elementary. Wow. What? Uh, like if you watched clips of her acceptance speech, phenomenal. Fantastic. Fabulous. Those are the best adjectives I can come up with for Cheryl Lee Ralph in general because she was so good in Abbott Elementary. Um, Quinta Brunson also won uh, an Emmy for Best Writing for the pilot of the show. I wouldn't say, you know, like, you know, granted, she does deserve the Emmy and, and the, the writing is good, but I think that Abbott Elementary just needs to kind of elevate itself a little further in season two and kind of distance itself away from the, uh, I guess, the parallels with Parks and Recreation because it, it feels like a lot of the characters are borrowed from that show and there's a lot of uh, alumni from uh, within the cast and crew uh, that... Uh, was also involved with uh, The Office or, you know, the uh, Parks and Recreation show. So I, I would like for it to kind of create its own identity in season two. But yeah, shout outs to them as well. I am excited to uh, talk about today's movie, y'all. Today's movie is one of uh, one of those movies that you see the A24 logo on and you're like, oh, great. And then you see the trailer and you're like, not so great. I, I'm not really sure how I feel about this, but I would say that I was pleasantly surprised. So let's dive right into it. Today's movie, we're talking all about Bodies, 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 which was released on August 5th, 2022. Directed by Helena Rain. This movie stars Amanda uh, um, Amandla Stenberg, Maria uh, ba- Bakalova, 
Sorry, I'm so bad with names right now. Like, my brain fog is just on another level. We have my Hala Herald, Rachel Sennett, Pete Davidson. I know it's Pete Davidson. I'm just being a little dramatic right now. And Lee Pace. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is about a group of friends gathered at one of their family's estate. When a freak storm creates a power outage, one by one, each member of the group falls victim to a series of gruesome murders, bringing out deep-seated feelings about one another to the surface. Framed as a modern take on the whodunit genre, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a murder mystery with an emphasis on comedy, laid out uh, within its forefront of its premise. It may not necessarily be groundbreaking in the way that it critiques and satirizes Gen Z culture, and rather, I would say, condense them down to stereotypical archetypes, but it's still incredibly funny regardless. It's an uneven blend because while it is often hilarious when it needs to be, much of the characters are intentionally portrayed to be incredibly insufferable much of the time. And this vanity coupled with the modern buzzwords and verbiage of Gen Z young adults often feels as if it's written from the perspective of someone much older than them, framing these characters as self-righteous young adults that echo what they think is the correct virtue to uphold while lacking any self-awareness. Still, this shared trait of self-preservation amongst its characters adds tension to the stakes uh, at hand and begins to grow alongside its body count. Otherwise, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies excels with the strong character dynamics from its young cast, with Rachel Sennett increasingly stealing the show with some fantastic comedic timing with her lines. On a technical level, it may not be as cleverly executed compared to the usual standard that A24 puts up, but the use of space is tight and confined, giving a nice element of suspense from start to finish. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a straightforward dark comedy that may not necessarily be groundbreaking or please fans of the slasher genre, but it is a movie that is entertaining uh, nevertheless, despite lacking further depth amongst its script or its characters. And I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. It was okay, and I watched it currently in theaters, so if you're able to, I'd go ahead and check it out as well. But yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we dive back into this episode, let's go check out some things that I'm currently into. Welcome back. Today on our program, we're talking all about what's currently on my list. Y'all, let me know if you really like this new format, just because like I I, I want to get feedback as to what you think the show should be, and if you like it at the top of the uh, episode, that would be great. Just let me know. Anyways, so first on my list, we have Cobra Kai Season 5. I You know, it's, it's so crazy how time flies by, because I just talked about Season 4 at the beginning of the year, uh, and now we're here with Season 5. I have just started maybe the first two or three episodes, and I have yet to finish it, but it has everything that I enjoyed from seasons one to four, so I can't complain. I, I'm excited to see uh, what new uh, guest stars we're going to be seeing, what new aspects of the Karate Kid lore we're going to be incorporating in and updating. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I like the idea of uh, where the uh, you know the characters are going this season and kind of the stakes at hand. 
it, it's a clever way of just uh, amping up what's already good about uh, the show. But next on my list, we have Arrested Development. Now, I'm a little slow on the uptake when it comes to, you know, watching some shows just because I'll, I'll hear the buzz and I'm not really, you know, motivated to watch it right away. I, I know that it'll have the longevity to be on some sort of streaming service and that I know that it'll just always be at the ready. And I felt like it was time to dive into it because I know Arrested Development has always been one of those sitcoms that has sat on the top of a lot of people's lists as to, uh, you know, the best comedy television show of all time. And uh, I, I'm i just down to see the hype, you know. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman. I like Michael Sarah's work. And there's a lot of uh, other cast members like Tony Hale and... Uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, that I'm just excited to see where the show is going to take me. I've, I've seen bits and elements um, through various clips on YouTube or through, you know, meme culture. But yeah, let's dive right into it. I think I might give the Netflix seasons a chance to. Uh, if anything, I might just stop where the original run had ended. And if I really do want to continue, I'll let you know in a future episode. But yeah, so far I watched the first two or three episodes with this. I've been kind of like, you know, sampling shows lately, just kind of like, you know, taking a little, mm, just, you know, there's there's so much TV to just keep up with that it's kind of my only way of really seeing what's worth investing my time in. But yeah, I think Arrested Development is going to be a show that's going to be here to stay. And up next, we have What We Do in the Shadows. This is the season finale that just aired uh, maybe like a week or two ago. And I thought it ended just okay. Th this season was really more missed than hit for me. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm just like kind of wasn't really feeling the plot lines that was going on. I, a lot of the arcs that the characters were going through just felt a little aimless and I, I, I wish that the next season kind of just homes in oh, uh, as to what made the initial three seasons so special. And I, I just feel like they're just kind of jumping the shark just a little bit, which is odd to say because there's so many absurd things that have happened in the last, you know, some odd seasons of the show that, you know, uh, you would think that season four would kind of sit at home with that, but just didn't really do it for me. I, I, you know, like the performances of the actors. I just think the writing itself wasn't as, uh, you know, funny as it could have been. And up next on my list, we have Hellraiser. Now, I avoided a lot of slasher movies, especially the ones in the 80s, because growing up, uh, just looking at the box of Hellraiser as a kid terrified the crap out of me and even seeing some small clips uh, from like a commercial or a trailer from those Hell, uh, Hellraiser movies it just always terrified me because I thought that the uh, design of Pinhead looked creepy and obviously it's supposed to be doing that and I now looking at it as an adult Hell, Hellraiser is fantastic as a movie it is such a weird um mishmash of different things it's i i enjoy it on the level that it is so goofy that i'm like there's no way that 
this is going to happen. And then it happens. And I'm just, you know, astonished that a movie is able to be so brazen with its premise. And I think that the uh, performances are uh, campy enough to really just dive into. I realize that it's more body horror than it is actual, like, you know, jump scare, terrifying kind of horror. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it. I'm into it. And I think that Pinhead's design is fantastic. It's a great design. And I like the other uh, uh, Xenobites' um, designs as well. I think they all look weird and creepy. I like the dude with the sunglasses. Uh, he's like a little big chubazoid. And yeah, I like it. I'm feeling it. And yeah, shout out to... Uh, Longtime listeners Jaden West for putting me on to Hellraiser. Let's go watch Hellraiser 2. And finally on my currently list, we I, I mentioned it earlier at the top of the show, but Hacks, y'all, is one of my favorite uh, HBO comedies. It is so good and, and uh, well-written. I think that Gene Smart is a fantastic um, performer, and I think that she just has... Such solid comedic delivery time and time again. There's a lot of great uh, guest stars that pop in and out of the season, and I think that you should give season two a chance. Uh, But yeah, definitely check it out and let me know what you think. If you want to share your thoughts on the show, or maybe you watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies later on, and you kind of want to give your two cents as to what you think it is all about, and, you know, maybe you agreed with my review. Maybe you... uh, you, uh, have your own take on what that movie was uh was like for you feel free to hit me up on instagram at that's my q podcast or on twitter at q podcast you can also email the show at that's my q podcast at gmail.com where you are more than welcome to send as many suggestions as you want as to what i should review next be sure to rate and review the show on apple podcasts and on spotify and speaking of which y'all we got a new apple review i i can't emphasize enough that if you do leave a review i will most likely be inclined to read it because i it really i can't thank you enough it means a lot to me but yeah let's go ahead and uh read this review this comes from n beck who gave the show five stars and the title love this podcast what a nice exclamation mark I've recently started listening to more podcasts while delivering for my side hustle, and this is one of my go-to listens. I love movies and TV in my spare time, and I find myself agreeing and disagreeing out loud with many of these podcasts. Thanks for reviewing Severance. In my opinion, 10 out of 10. What's not to love? Great cast, great writing, and fresh concept. I love a show that keeps you guessing until the last episode of the season. I must say I did not guess the ending of season 1, and I love that. It definitely had a Black Mirror slash Westworld feel uh, with a little Twin Peaks vibe to it. Looking forward to maybe a review of the new Lord of the Rings series or Game of Thrones spinoff. Last but not least, go watch the original Predators. And N. Beck, I, <laughs> I hope that you are agreeing out loud with this podcast that I think that your take on Severance is absolutely Correct. I I think that Severance is a great show with plenty of great twists. I talked about it in that episode that, you know, people that didn't give it a chance because because they thought it was too slow need to revisit it again because once it starts going, it really keeps going. And yeah, I 
want to uh, dive into the Rings of Power show and also the uh, House of the Dragon. But um, yeah, I, I will be honest with high fantasy stuff like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. It gets a little too um, out of my element for me. It's not really a genre that I find myself dipping into frequently, uh, like especially even with video games too. I'm more into the sci-fi or the, um, I guess, the uh, futuristic uh, fantasy elements, kind of like more of akin to a Star Wars or your Star Trek, but... I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch because I know that these are uh, like popular shows that everyone's been looking forward to. So I feel like if the uh, interest is there, your boy has to do it. And yes, I'll definitely watch the original Predators as well. But yeah, help grow the show, y'all. Keep leaving these uh, awesome reviews and be sure to uh, share the episode with a friend because you know what I say every episode. Anything helps and the support is greatly appreciated i also want to thank j1k for the use of their music captured soul from the school days beat tape which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com next week's episode i'm gonna be watching another horror film that i have been looking forward to for the last few months and this is going to be an episode all about barbarian so if you're able to check it out in theaters go to the movies and let me know what you think Last but not least, I'm going to leave you off with a quote from Bodies, 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 and I think it it, it, will, it will become clear once this uh, quote is read, but I want you to kind of close your eyes, maybe not while you're driving, maybe have your partner in the passenger seat close your eyes, as I feel like this is a very relevant quote for the show, and it goes a little bit like this. First of all, A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of effing time. And I've been working on it for a while. Yeah, it it, it does take a lot of time. Anyways, once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.